Hello and welcome to another episode of Plant Talk. I'm Robin Harford and you can find more episodes at eatweeds.co.uk. It's the coronavirus, which I'm not going to say anything about because we've had enough of that shoved into our heads. I do have a resources page with some information if you'd like to possibly use certain herbs to keep yourself calm, keep yourself steady, bolster your immunity. I have to say one thing, no one knows which plants will work. There is no herbalist alive today that has worked with coronavirus as far as I know. So it's a page that lists very rational resources. So just go to eatweeds.co.uk, click the articles link and you'll see it somewhere in the index or table of contents there. This morning I came across a poet, a writer, and she's called Tanya Shadrick. And I think her, her writing is very, very beautiful. And it ties into foraging at this particular time. We are still, as of recording this, allowed to get outside, providing we stay two metres away from people. Basically, I stay a lot further away from people and take in the elements, breathe in fresh air and gather plants. Now, one of the big questions that people ask me is, there's so much, I don't know where to start. And Frank Cook, my plant mentor, had a very simple answer for that. You know dandelion, you know stinging nettle. You most probably know wild garlic, which is in abundance at the moment. So start with what you know. There is so much wild food at the moment springing up in the hedgerows and in our cities and in the parks and wild places that I find specifically in these moments of crisis that it is essential for me to be outside and gathering the plants for my supper. I don't strip mine, I don't hoard, that's one of my things. If you've been in, on my newsletter list for any length of time or my podcast, I, I do mention that I'm not a hoarder. So today I'm going out and gathering just the plants for my supper. What that plant will be, I don't know at this point, but I don't gather loads of it. I gather enough for myself and my partner. And I will, in future episodes, be talking you through what's around each week, hopefully. I can't promise that. Again, when I did the first episode of Plant Talk, it's like it's still undecided. And I recorded that before this all kicked off. So um, I've had to cancel all my courses. So my income's basically dried up other than book sale on Amazon. So like you, dealing with a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions. Some days I can be really up, other days I can be really down. And the whole myriad of feelings and thoughts that are arising at this moment in time. So this poem by Tanya Shadrick called Exercises for a Nature Writer. You don't have to be a nature writer to appreciate it. And there's, I'll talk about it afterwards because there's an important um, 
section of this poem that is relevant to my approach to foraging that I want to share with you. Rise like a farmer at five and sit in kitchen silence, shepherd thoughts. Dress for the weather, taking pen, paper, pocket knife. Stay out all day. Do not forget to eat with your whole concentration on eating. Chew as cows do, ruminate. Let everything be well digested. Ask, are my ears good? The tendons and intentions that move my pen. Work loose what is stuck in you through service to whatever crosses your path. Inspect the edgelands daily. Make holes in every fence for life to slip through. So there's two bits. The section where she says, chew as cows do, ruminate, let everything be well digested. You may or may not know this, but I teach contemplative practice. So I teach wild well-being retreats focused around the practice of gathering together and gathering plants. And there's a lot of, I suppose if you wanted to use the buzzword, a lot of mindfulness practices in that. I got clean in a mindfulness community in Thailand. And prior to that, prior to being a bit of a lunatic, um, I also did a lot of practices in the Western contemplative tradition. So advice about becoming present to the moment is not woo-woo for me. In my darkest times, they were lifesavers. They were the reason I am now clean and in recovery. They are vital to our well-being. So don't dismiss these. If you're slightly skeptical, totally understandable. I think it's really important to be skeptical because the practices that I and others teach are not about you believing us, but they are about you practicing and doing an exercise and seeing how valid it is in your life. So when Tanya says, chew as cows do ruminate, let everything be well digested, when you forage, when you initially meet a plant and you pick it, and you are present to the moment, just by breathing deeply and bringing your attention back to your body, feeling the weight of your, of your body on the earth, that's being present, not being distracted by the past or worrying about the future, but being here with the experience. And when you pick a plant and you crush it and you put it into your mouth and you nibble it, assuming it's a, you are 100% certain you can identify this plant, obviously, you never put a plant in your mouth, you do not know with absolute certainty. It's not I think it is, it's I know it is. That's where you need to be and you chew, you're savouring the flavours, really present, and then swallowing. And in the community in Thailand, we used to do mindful eating, which is basically when we would sit for breakfast, it would still be silence time, and we would just be present with how we ate. And it just allows the cares of the world to just distance from the immediacy that they might appear not only in our thinking, but in our feelings. Tanya's last section of this poem says, inspect the edges, sorry, inspect the edge lands daily. 
So the edges are where the abundance and the bounty of wild food is. If you've got a field and you've got a wood, it's the edges where you will tend to find the gluts. So edges are quite good. The word edges, it pushes us to our edges. We get outside of our comfort zone and go beyond our edges. So think about that. And when you walk out today or tomorrow or in the coming days, pay attention to where the kind of communities of plants are growing the most. And that's where you're going to find the food. If you go into a field and it's just meadow or it's a council park, I mean, I'm walking in Exeter at the moment and I'm on a bit of grassland and there are a few plants. There's plantain, there's yarrows, there's daisies. But actually, I, my eyes are scanning the edges to see what's there. And as I approach nearer, there is a lot more plants. So edgelands. I love the, how she says uses that word, edgelands. Let's go to the edgelands. So this week, go to your edgelands and see what plants are there. See the diversity, even if you can't identify them. Just start noticing where communities of plants tend to hang out around your little bioregion. So that's it. I wish you well. Stay safe. Do the practices the government's saying, you know, hand wash. Make that a mindfulness practice. Same as dishwashing. Make that a mindfulness practice and stay calm and steady if you can and i know that's really hard for some of you um, but underneath the show notes where this audio is hosted on my site i have linked to one of my favorite buddhist teachers i don't do teachers actually that much they've really got to show their metal and their worth and there's only one teacher really that i have the utmost respect for and would bow down to which is pretty rare for someone like me to even consider doing that and it's a guy called Tishnat Han. Now Tishnat Han is a Zen Buddhist and he came through the Vietnam War and for someone to practice mindfulness that's what I mean by you know these practices these contemplative practices are not flaky they're not spooky they are very very relevant to the moment and to our situation that someone like Tich as I call him Tay to his followers, um, came through the Vietnam War with the deepest compassion and forgiveness for the brutality and the horrors that he had experienced being perpetrated on his own people. So he's a wise man. He's very old now. And the, it's a 20-minute meditation, and it's called Calm Ease. And there's a lot of bells, a lot, a lot of, lot of silences. So don't think nothing's going on. <laughs> it is. Just sit still and quiet, and then he'll occasionally give you some guidance.